Welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual hosts here, Ben Porter. 2021. Charlotte Porter. 2021. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Air horns. Yeah. Yeah. Each 2020. Year of the double crap, yeah. my arse. Yeah. <laughs> Year of the double field. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I think 2020 rolled a crit on us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, correct. Wait, are we the bad guys? No, like if the year was the the GM. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's rolled the the, yeah. the the double crit against us. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Um. We, so we've got Ben. We've got Charlotte as well. No. Charlotte Porter. Yeah. There we are. There we are. And uh, myself, Josh Hartley. How are we all doing, guys? We're all right. It doesn't make for great podcast listening, but I've actually got my Fire Slayer mug. I, I'm watching over webcam and can, can confirm that he has it. Ben and Charlotte are aware that I'm watching over webcam. I've installed a secret video. I've installed a secret video feed. <laughs> I just I, I just want to know how, uh, how my commission's coming on, that's all. Nothing weird. Nothing yeah. weird about that. <laughs> Lockdown's been a dark time for Josh. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, we we are we're really organised this week. We're recording this a, 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 precisely a week ahead of the episode going up. So um, we are we've been up to stuff over Christmas and New Year because yeah. people give presents around that time of year. So we've received cool things, all three of us, that are gaming related as well. So. We've got that to talk about. News-wise, it because Games Workshop is doing uh, is Games Workshop now. We've always got new stuff coming out from them, and this time it's Death Guard. Really excited to get a new codex. Well, this this one got delayed, didn't it? Because of uh, because of COVID again. Yeah, this 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 should have been my birthday present by the way and it didn't occur to me at the time but it has been pointed out on social media several times the irony of a disease delaying the arrival of death guard <laughs> yeah yeah but um so today uh, they've announced what's going to go up for uh, pre-release uh, pre-release pre-order so um by the time you are listening to this guys you can order all of this stuff um the only new model, and this is what we were anticipating, was uh, is the Lord of Virulence, the new uh, character in Terminator armor with yeah. the humongous uh, like plague spewer. So uh, quite a, a, a bestial bug-like feel to him, I think, with the shape of his mask yes. and all that. Um, but I think, uh, I think yeah. the, the the one I think the one surprise announcement we've had this week. Regarding Death Guard, as a lot of the older kits are getting repackaged uh, and and sold as individual kits that were that were only available in like box sets before, like I, like I believe the um, the uh, triumvirate of characters from yes. uh, Dark Imperium, yeah, and then the Poxwalkers, like the zombies, yeah. 
Which, uh, while we didn't know that was happening, is not entirely a surprise. Um, the, what they have also revealed is the content of the um, the new start collecting uh, boxes, the combat patrol. Uh, have yeah. Ben, have you seen what's been included in this? I, I I skimmed through the article before I came on, so I didn't see exactly what was in it. But but so okay. d- d- very very quickly with combat patrols, my understanding is that. They are more expensive than start collecting, but you get a little bit more in them. You get 500 points worth, basically. Yeah. Um, the idea is, yeah, it's like plug and play, right? That's the idea of these boxes. Yeah. I will say um, that I I don't like the contents of this box, and uh, we'll go through it, Ben, and uh, you'll you'll probably understand why when, when I say what's been included. So it includes 39 models, which very high model count for one of these boxes to, to put to compare. The high, high model count for Death Guard for sure. Well, and to compare, like the Space Marines typically include like less than 20 models. Yeah, like 17, so, something like that. Normally. Yeah, that's, that's a typical number. So uh, what, what those 39 models are is uh, Typhus, uh, which... Um, I'm not keen on the model. I'm, in fact, I'm using the. I'm going to use the Forge World version of him rather than the regular one. You, ben, you really don't like Typhus. He's just too busy, isn't he? There's too much going on there. Yeah. You get a a biologist putrefier, which is a really cool model. Uh, I've already got one though. Yeah, it's the all the files. Yeah. Uh, you get the uh, basically the multi-part Plague Marine kit. Included, so that's seven plate marines. Okay. And you get 30 pox walkers. <laughs> 30 pox walkers. Yeah. I, right. So, it, in defense of Games Workshop, that is in, in line with the law of what Typhus is supposed to be all about, because his thing is pox walkers. Rather yeah. than anything that's raising them zombies. <laughs> but so, like, my issue with it is, well, my my issues are three things, right? One, I'm not that keen on pox walkers anyway, so to get thirty of them in this, it does not excite me at all. Uh, two, I don't like, irrespective of how I feel about the Typhus model, I don't like having a a named character in these boxes. I think for me, I would rather have generic characters so that I could put their own, like my own sort of lore into it, uh, particularly given that these boxes are going to be an ideal starting point for um, for playing uh, Crusade. So, uh, so if you're doing that, I think you really want to be giving your own named characters and coming up with your own background stories. And yeah, well, I, th- I, I mean, we said, as we've said before, that's part of the... I think that's part of the fun with with uh, with Warhammer games or war games in yeah. general is to come up with your own guys. And um, I know I know some people want to just have a little bit more of like a drag and drop approach, you know, something that's that's kind of ready made. Or some people do feel invested in a particular character in the fluff, like um, Gotrek getting a, a new model for Age of Sigmar has been hugely popular because I mean, who who doesn't yeah. like Gotrek? Exactly. 
Um, and I like I don't I don't have a problem with named characters at all. I just don't think they should be in like what is effectively like what one of the first things a new player is going to pick up. Um, but my other thing is like the the Poxwalker spam list. The the codex isn't out, so we have no idea whether that's actually going to be viable in the new codex or not. But it, it, even if it is like a viable list to build, it is very atypical of what Death Guard typically is, because they normally are like a very elite army, like low model count, but all of them like a, a very very durable and uh, pretty punchy in combat and shooting as well. So I I don't feel like it it really represents what Death Guard are all about, not for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I mean, is it does it maybe point in some respect to, to a new playstyle that's perhaps available in the within the the new codex? Yeah, well, this is what I'm saying. I have no idea whether like Poxwalker spam could be a thing. Like you 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 rock up and like field like eighty or hundred Poxwalkers. That sounds like that sounds like misery to me. But maybe that's <laughs> yeah. a, a a way of play. I would have much preferred if they included um, include one of the, like the demon engines, like one of the uh, blight haulers, or uh, something along those lines, or even or even like some of the terminators. Like, I'd have rather they've done that and had lower models than what they've done. But I, the, the, these sort of box sets are so funny, right? Because how good they are. Changes wildly depending on what the rule set for the army sets at at a given time, because the yeah. uh, the start collecting box set for Caradron Overlords, I think is mm-hmm. it's like a gun hauler which is the smallest ship, um, and then you get three sky riggers, balloon boys, yeah. five yeah. thunderers, and I think it's like the engine master, the the big uh, power hammer, mm-hmm. and. And when that first came out, everyone was like, "That's garbage." But now it's like, "Oh, that's actually quite good." And it's just, and it's since since they've gotten the new book, like everything in that box is actually quite a viable option. All of a sudden, even 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 without like a change of rules, so that all sounds to me like a, a bit of a mix of what the Caradron Overlord can actually uh, lords actually do. Like you've got the vehicle, you've got some flying units, and you've got your ground units. You know, yeah. Um, so well, at least it, 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 it's thirty zombies, thirty foot slogan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but uh, you know. I, I I will just be I, I'll just be glad to be getting my new codex. We've got a new character to pick up, so that's that's gravy. There's some other um, items coming up for pre-order as well, and I will now bring that well, up think, in front of me. I think the big one that I saw is that they're re-releasing a bunch of the Lord of the Rings figures because it is, of course, the twentieth anniversary this year. Wow! Yeah, oh, happy yeah. birthday, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Films. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going to bring them up now. Da, 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 da. That, oh, I, yeah, I, and you get that dumb-looking terrain in the Death Guard, which I'm, I'm not going to pick up. Get that. That's I, garbage. I, I, I'm not keen on it. I'm not keen on it. Um, big, I'm not big, keen uh, on... I, big bong-looking thing. I, uh, I'm i not keen on armies having unique terrain features in general, but 
but that, I that's disagree. just me. I know some people. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, like, I know, I know people really like them. Well, the thing that I was going to say is that, um, generally speaking, if you want, if you're, if you're wanting to reference, like, you know, like historical armies and armies of the real world, is that armies change the landscape around them to suit their needs. And I feel like that is something that mm. is kind of missing from a lot of our tabletop war games. And I think it's something that probably would be very prevalent with Nurgle. Yeah. The, the, you know, as the yeah. infection is spreading. Yeah, well, you do. I do think you've got a lot of stuff that lets you pop up the little trees yeah, yeah. during games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They give you little buffs if you're Nurgle, and I think they are bad for you if you're near them and you're not. I really struggle with Nurgle. Yeah, because yeah, you. What is the name of that phobia? Tryptophobia, um, I think, is what it is. And I've oh only, yeah, I've only had it recently. It's actually been since uh, the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, I never used to bother me, but now I really struggle with foreign objects coming out of like horns and things like that. Things that human humans should not have. Yeah. Oh, Death card. I've got a lot of. Yeah, that. yeah, I know. Yeah. So I really struggle. <laughs> horns. Uh, boils, tentacles, yeah, no, no, no. you name it, we we got it. Yeah. It's fine on monsters. I'm okay with it. I think it's when it's like coming out of a human. Yeah, like well, play plague marines where or still are people. I've even struggled with like um, depictions of angels because of wings. Uh, All right, wow. Yeah, it's mm. weird. But trichophobia specifically is a, a phobia, a fear of patterns on skin mm. and stuff like that so it's that yeah. like holes and things like that and you know uh, just yeah like you're saying boils or things but it, it's mm. it's quite an interesting example of how like phobias go beyond just simple fear it's like a revulsion of it yeah. isn't it it's not like oh i'm scared there's a it's fungus like, oh, coming oh, out of that guy's head oh. how do you how do you feel about toad from the mario games now again but he's not humanoid no, thing. but he is. He's got a big mushroom head, but he's a little. He's like, a mushroom. No, yeah, but he's clearly, he's clearly a different. He's clearly a different species, though. Oh, like, right. Okay. Wow. Wow. But he is. He's a. Uh, he is. Uh, he's one of the denizens of the mushroom kingdom. Over well, racism from George there. <laughs> different species. Read subhuman. Wow. Uh, anyway, uh, the new Lord of the Rings miniatures look really cool. Uh, we've got uh, Frodo, Sam, and Gollum. Uh, some new minis for them. Specifically, I think these are when they are Ben. Ben, you'll you'll know the name. What what's the mountain range that they're in at the start of the two towers? Oh, where they first confront uh, Gollum. That's right. We are revoking your Lord of the Rings Master Champion ticket. I didn't know we gave him that. <laughs> he won. I won, I won the. Yeah, I won the. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. Mexican standoff. No less. A three-way tie. Nice. It was legendary. But you can't name the mountain range. I'm going to say the Middle Earth Andes. Probably not, given the. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's a. It's a bold choice. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if you're correct later. No, I can't. I can't remember the name of that mountain range. Ah, oh, no, no. I, I mean, I can't. That's why I was asking. But yeah, yeah. that it, it specifically, these minis look like that. That's where they are in the the film trilogy. The film trilogy. 
Um, we have um, March Warden of uh, Lothlorien. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, Gildor Inglorian uh, and Glorfindel. These are more elven uh, heroes. We've got some of the uh, Black Riders, the Ring Wraiths, as well. And we've got some uh, Dead Marsh Spectres as well, which look really cool. Uh, and Barrow, uh, Barrow White. Try saying that several times. Yeah. <laughs> um, they look really neat. Some stuff that was like cut from the, the films, like the Barrow Whites there. That's cool. Yeah. Um, they they look really cool, uh, and we uh, it, this was a cold shot for you, Ben, that they were going to start doing a lot more Lord of the Rings stuff this year, given the 20th anniversary of the Fellowship. Oh, so, yeah, like, yeah um, it's, it's a dead set, right? Like, I think as the year wears on, we're going to start seeing more stuff. I don't think we'll necessarily see, like, uh, you know, cinemas back properly open this year, but I imagine, like, some of the streaming mm -hmm. platforms might make a, a big thing about the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. And if cinemas are able to open up, that would be awesome, but uh, not holding my breath. Nope. So um, it's that that's the only bit of news that I caught. So uh, I guess Christmas? Yes. Um, Christmas and New Year. Seems so, like so long ago now. Yeah, I know. I've been back at work four days, and it feels—it just feels like uh, feels like it was absolutely months ago now. So I can't remember if I mentioned it on our Secret Santa episode, but uh, I actually wasn't able to go back to my folks as was planned due to COVID restrictions. So, uh, but uh, the porters kindly had me over mm -hmm. on Christmas yeah. Day. Which was nice. <laughs> we had uh, roast duck, and it roast was duck. chef's chef. I say so myself. It is not the first time I've had duck. I think it's the first. It's the first time I've had a roast duck like a, it was a Sunday dinner, though. Yeah, uh, it was nice. It was very good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my compliments to Chef Ben. Yeah. Uh, very nice. Um, for those of you thinking I might be lazy, well, I mean, I am, but uh, I did do the dishes. <laughs> there was a lot of dishes. I helped. <laughs> so. you, got, you, you told me afterwards you actually got a bit of uh, an apprenticeship from my dad in doing dishes. <laughs> yeah, Ben's dad, uh, Al, was uh, sharing his strats with me on, on washing dishes. So that was, that was good. <laughs> To be fair, living by myself, I never have to wash a lot of dishes all at once. Yeah. So, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we all got uh, some uh, tabletop swag and we all played some games as well. So what, what did everyone get? Well, I, I'm, I, I'll start because I actually got a really nice surprise uh, just before Christmas, didn't I? Because uh, uh, Ross, the, the editor of Fauxhammer, which is another outlet that I produce content for, it's mainly like mm -hmm. long-form uh, hobby and painting-related articles that I do there, he sent me a little present to, to thank That's me nice. for my, my work yeah. this year. 
which was which was lovely. If you're listening to this, thank you very much, Ross. It was very sweet of you. So I got um, Brock Grungson, who's like the named character for the Caradron Overlords, and I also got mm. a box of Skyriggers. But then after Christmas, I also got a, a set of the uh, Pro Acryl paints from Monument Hobbies, mm. which are like one of the sort of new kids on the block as far as paint ranges go. That's good. So I'm uh, all right. Have you had a chance to? I've used I've used a bit of the the black, uh, which is quite interesting. It's called coal mm-hmm. black, and it actually dries to like a coal finish. Oh. It's it's like the most matte black oh. I think I've ever seen. It's uh, it's quite interesting. So I can. Is it as black as black as black? I don't know if it's black as black as black because I've not tried black as black yet. So I can't. Has I cannot... anyone used that? Some, someone must have used that on a miniature, right? Yeah, they have. Um, I can't remember the fella's name, but uh, he he entered a, a boutique miniature into mm-hmm. Green Stuff World's December painting competition, and it was the the you know the witch one that you were talking about earlier, oh, Charlotte. The, uh, the pyramid head lasso. Yeah, she's got, yeah what's so, she called witch horn. Yeah, witch horn. W- witch horn. Uh, who, who's it by? It's mm-hmm. Mainworks. Uh, Witch horn by mine works. There we go. So th- this is like a, she's like a sort of scantily clad, like sexy witch lady, um, and she's got like a sort of cloth draped over, just about covering her modesty. Uh, so it's actually quite nice. a good figure for practicing different skin techniques and mm. things like that. Because a lot of skin mm-hmm. areas on show. on show, yeah. And uh, she, but she's got like this weird kind of like pyramid headdress with like buffalo horns yeah. on it and what this guy did was okay. he paint, he painted the entirety of the pyramid using black as black so it was just like this it's this very defined shape but no lights mm-hmm. hit it's pretty mm-hmm. mad looking yeah and he did he did Weird, like a, yeah he did like a like a nightscape backdrop for the figure as well we'll share the link we'll find the link yeah yeah i'll find the link share it because it's a it's yeah a, yeah really incredible piece but he he used blackest black uh for that and i think i think it was one of these things where uh i think some of his patrons had asked him to ask them what it was like and he picked this figure specifically to showcase it to, to showcase yeah. it so i've never tried it myself mm-hmm. but this guy has i've, I've heard like this guy said, it is it is really good for using where you want like a really really dark black. But I've also heard other people say that they've struggled to get it to adhere to surfaces yeah. and things. So because it's a powder, isn't it? No, you you can buy it as a pigment, ah. but uh, they do sell it right, mixed. Yeah, I was just going to say, is it not hella expensive? And that, it's not too bad actually, but because you get quite a a vast amount of it. Because if you consider like right, most most, most um, paints are like seventeen mil pots. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So, th- so that this is sold in a quantity that more or less like you would get like a like an airbrush primer. Yeah, in. yeah. You know, because I suppose it's aimed. Sure. It's not aimed at miniature painting. No, it's it's yeah, it's, it's like, art, like yeah, it's like a generic acrylic. It's not specifically formulated for yeah. for miniature paint. So it's not really coming in the miniature bottles that come seem to come along with miniatures that being said though you can just buy the pigment and mix it with whatever medium you want so you could in theory like tailor it for mm. miniature painting sure mm-hmm. um but yeah really big we, we got really yeah. 
<laughs> so uh that no but that's cool uh, that ross uh, sent you those so um and i know that that uh, your caradron uh on the the hobby block at some point for you this uh, this year so we'll we'll uh no doubt see those on your social medias when when you when you've uh, done them uh, did you, you you got some games on christmas day i know that as well i did i got uh plot a lot which is by moonstone mm-hmm. games i believe i think so yeah yeah a little independent company um so plot a lot's like an agricultural game as the name mm-hmm. would suggest but it's beautiful artwork even though it's agricultural it's not like uh, you know, like the artwork you see in games like Agricola and things like that, where it's mm-hmm. like this is a farm, albeit represented in a sort of cartoon way. Plot a lot's very fantastical yeah. looking, yeah. like huge bean sprouts okay. and things like that, cool. and very, very vibrant colours. So looking forward to trying that out. But we did play the other game I got, which was it's very very uh, Tolkien-esque uh, podcast this actually, because it was an unexpected uh, party, was the other game that I got. Mm-hmm. I didn't play this. Yeah, so... you just it. yeah, we played. We played it with uh, with my mum. And I had, I think, I'd been for a nap or something, and I came downstairs, and you were all singing away. <laughs> what is going on? Um, yeah. yeah, that's great. <laughs> yes. So this this is um, uh, Weta Workshop have started producing board games over the last couple of years. Uh, the first the first one I think was uh, GKR or Giant Killer Robots. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you have some really cool miniatures mm-hmm. for that. Then they they've they've done the District Nine Kickstarter campaign, which uh, which funded on its second run, uh, but mm-hmm. has has obviously been uh, pushed back a little with with the pandemic. But they they've, yeah, yeah. they've they've also produced this game in house, an unexpected party. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, as the name would suggest, you you're basically playing through the opening scenes of The Hobbit, where the the dwarfs all invite themselves <laughs> into Bilbo's house for a party. Yeah, what I liked about it, see, you don't actually play like pick a dwarf and just play them. So you'll you'll start with one of the one of the dwarves, and then eventually Bilbo gets so irritated with you. That the only thing you can really do is uh, go to the dining room and sit down, <laughs> and then and then you get to take over as a different uh, dwarf as they arrive. So, uh, uh, that, I thought that was quite neat. I, I love it because I, I felt like it was so great that right, you know, like a lot of the time, if people base uh, a game on a film or another existing IP. They they anchor it in the world, but to all intents and purposes, like if if you were to set it in another universe, it wouldn't radically change the way that the game is played. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, it, it, it's you know, we, we, without sounding too dismissive, it, the the IP is more or less like a, a coat of gloss or a coat of paint over yeah. uh, over whatever mechanics they have there. But with an unexpected party, you are actually playing through that yeah. scene. Which is so great because, like, you have, um, like Josh is saying, like the first wave of dwarfs turn up, and then as Bilbo's getting angrier, like other ones turn up, and you you, you get to like play out the chaos of that party, and you've got um, uh, Bilbo 
has the Bilbo and Gandalf have this AI deck which changes the way that they behave in that like Bilbo can shut down a room, which means that oh the dwarfs can't go in there. But if the dwarfs go into a room with mm. Gandalf, you can help yourself to more stuff, you know. <laughs> which is like because Gandalf yeah. Uh, yeah. enables it all, doesn't he? So it makes sense. <laughs> No, we, so we had a lot of fun playing that. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. And uh, I'll say I love the artwork for it. Um, the artwork you, it, it is very much informed by the film as well. Like all of the characters look like the um, film representatives, uh, representations of those characters. Yeah. It's so, done in the of, um, Weta have also started um, in recent years doing their own uh, line of collectibles in the style of, or in the you know the, along the same vein as Funko's, but they mm-hmm. call them like mini epics, I think. But it, it's got a very mm-hmm. distinct art style, and all of the art in the game is done in the That's style good. of the mini epics, which is which is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we, we, we played that. And um, one other game-related present that I, both of you got was uh, my replacement for, for Jaws <laughs> that I yeah. purchased for you. So I, I replaced that with uh, uh, the new Wingspan expansion uh, for the Oce- Oceanic Birds. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, Papua New Guinea... Australia, that that sort of kookaburra. Yeah. On the cover was what I was trying to say. Sorry about that. Yeah, so yeah. we, we haven't we haven't had a chance no, to play that, but it looks as though it is uh, it is like a fully fledged pun intended expansion <laughs> because ra- rather nice. than we, as, as good as as good as Birds of Europe is, uh, really it, it is just adding more, more cards, cards and yeah, like yeah. a couple of new powers to the game, which, you know, mm-hmm. it, it does make the game a little bit more interactive. But um, the, the the Oceania expansion, um, you've got brand new boards. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a new food type called Nectar. Ooh. It's uh, It's got a bit of heft to it for okay. all. It's a, it's a modestly sized bed. box. So it's... It looks as though it's a pretty substantial expansion to the game. Yeah, looking forward to, to yeah. giving that a go. Uh, before we move on to Charlotte, did you get any other gaming-related stuff, Ben? Cool. I got... Um, well, it's, it's kind of related, I guess. Um, I Charlotte got me a Chibi Cthulhu miniature to paint. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah! Yeah, I saw the little guy. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's not a gaming piece, but he's a he's a really nice like the quality of the the cast is exceptional, and he is by I won't say his name because I will butcher it. Yeah, George Serdekadakis. Right, you're, you're going to try and butcher it anyway. Great. Um, but yeah, he's he's uh he's based out of Greece. Uh, this um his mm-hmm. name we'll call him George T. About that George T. Because we George T. Yeah, but we, we'll we'll link to him in yeah. there because I love his stuff and I'm hoping to to paint some more of his stuff in the future. It might not strictly speaking be a game uh, like a uh, for a specific gaming piece, but it could certainly be used in things, right? Yeah, it's got yeah. a very uh, with it, with it being chibi style. It's was it Super Dungeon Explorer? Like you could probably use it in that as, as a substitute for something, you know. So. That's true. 
Yeah, you could. So, yeah. So, um, Charlotte, you you didn't receive any other gaming presents other than mine. Yes. But we did play some games. Yes, we did play some games. So, like I said, I didn't get to play an unexpected... Um, what was it, unexpected? An unexpected party. 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 I was going to say Journey, and that's the name of the film. It's not the name of the game. Unexpected party. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, we did play some games with uh, Ben's sister and his mum. So um, games that mm-hmm. Josh and I had played before, but they hadn't played. So turned out uh, Bethany had never played Scrabble before. And for those... I can't that, believe that. For long-time listeners, um, you will know that Josh's family have a championship Scrabble game at Christmas that they couldn't take part in, so we mm-hmm. decided to to have one for Josh here. Which was actually, like, that was really kind of you. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm missing this. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't have because Josh actually has a very small trophy for the, uh, what's it called again? The, the Verge Smite. Verge Smite, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we've agreed to compete for the Verge Smite uh, at a later point when we can. Uh, Oscar's delighted because he gets to hold on to it for a little bit longer. Well, I mean, like, strictly, strictly speaking, like you, you did lose this game that, that was played on Christmas Day. So I, I think that means that you don't qualify for the Verge Smite. <laughs> it's me. I'll go, I'll go in your place. You've not, you've, you didn't make enough points, Josh. You're getting, you're getting relegated. Yeah, well, this is definitely the worst thing that's happened uh, <laughs> out of 2020. <laughs> the sad thing so, was, though, yeah. was that you were actually in the lead, but you got lumped with a Q, didn't you? It was the one. It was like it was one of the last tiles I drew. It, I was so annoyed, and like it, so. So if if people haven't played Scrabble, you lose points for each tile that's in your hand, and you lose points equal to what they're worth so i lost a humongous points a number of points because i couldn't play that damn cue anywhere and charlotte uh, gained them all so charlotte beat me <laughs> i think you were it maybe was well two played. it was well yeah. played well i think preserved. you were two points ahead of me or something you know it was quite close but you were you were yeah. in front of me until that point mm-hmm. but no it was good fun and but, bethany enjoyed yeah. it as well it's that it's that thing again yeah. where it, it's you you sort of acknowledge that that chance is a a factor in this kind of thing, but <laughs> you you can't just go ah oh, it's just luck that you won because yeah. it's it's so sour grapes when folk yeah, do exactly. that. Well, I mean, fact of the matter is, if I recall, you played the highest scoring word yeah. that game yeah. as well. Um, that kind of makes I'm, sense, I'm willing so. to monopolize off of Josh's bad luck. Same by me. Well, I mean, that's part of the skill of playing these games, isn't it? Is is, is punishing people yeah. for bad luck. So. No, I wouldn't do that to you, Josh. Well, you did. You did. So after we played Scrabble, we played a game of Dixit because um, Ben's mum and Bethany hadn't played it and we thought something that is quite different and a bit more abstract from Scrabble. Um, so it was good. It took us a couple of turns to get into it because I think for people that haven't played a game like Dixit mm. before, it can be quite unusual. Um, it's very yeah, French. It's very French. It's very good. I like it. Uh, but yeah, they really got into it. They yes. really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I won that one again. Yeah. 
Dixit is uh, <laughs> Dixit is never a game that I'm like annoyed if someone yeah. suggests playing it. It's like sure, yeah, let's let's give that a go. Um, I, I'll, I'll, the only thing I will say is like just the base game. Like if you play it all the time, gets a bit because yeah. obviously it's the same number of cards. But there's like a ton of expansions yeah, for yeah. it. Because then um, you've got a different Dixit to the one that we've got. I can see in the background. You've got a Dixit there. I but think so. Cool. Yeah. And then there's Dixit Odyssey. So, yeah, there's, there's been there's a few Odyssey. iterations here. Yeah. I know we had uh, we we had fun doing a bit of festive gaming, um, and yeah, we need to we need to pick up um, some of the games that we haven't and expansions that we haven't had a chance to try. I did get other gaming related stuff. Here's the thing, right? Um, with my Christmas Day, um, so I was organised this year. And I had everything that I was buying for my family delivered to my mum and dad's house. Because why get them delivered here when I'm just going to need to cart them down? So when everything got announced and it turns out that I couldn't see them, it was good because, you know, people could still get their presents from me. However, all the presents for me... (laughs) were uh, at my mum and dad's. So what they did, we we had like a big video call on Christmas morning. So they they unwrapped, bless them, they actually wrapped presents for me knowing that I wasn't going to be there and then unwrapped them for me on camera. So I got to see all all of the things that they got me. So gaming wise, um, my brother got me a copy of Root. Talked about Root turns on the podcast we love it uh i'm interested to see how and one of the reasons why i wanted my own copy of it was i wanted to see how my family would take to it uh because it is a despite how it looks it is quite a meaty game yeah yeah for sure i think my brother in particular would quite like it um i don't know how everyone else in my family will feel about it so I'm looking forward to giving that a try. So it's a very steep learning curve, isn't it? Because it, you know, like people people talk about things having different rules, but every faction route is completely different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I've got a feeling like I'm probably best playing as the Eerie Dynasty as well for the first few games against those guys because that faction is really difficult to get your head around when you first pick it up. Um, so I got that. Chloe, my sister, got me the investigator's book for Call of Cthulhu. Oh, very good. Uh, yes. So I've been playing in a campaign ran by our very own Tom Mannering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I think I've said on the podcast previously, I might have a dabble with GMing. And if I do, it's probably going to be Call of Cthulhu that I give it a go. So I feel a bit, I feel a bit more confident in... The, my understanding of the rules for that as opposed to the likes of Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that that was uh, that was great. My, my present from my mum and dad, and this worked out as they got me a digital copy of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which oh, isn't okay. a tabletop game. But, uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, because it was digital, I can actually play it. Although I haven't yet because Ben and Charlotte got me mario odyssey and i've just been been playing that uh absolutely tons so <laughs> i will get around to breath of the wild though once i'm done with with odyssey if the um, 
very good. Yeah, I, I, I love Zelda, but I love Mario more, which is why I started with Mario. Um, I also thought Mario might be a shorter game, but apparently there are over eight there are over eight hundred moons to collect in Mario, and I'm on like two hundred odd. So if I want to one hundred percent it, God, I'm going to be working a while. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that pretty much wraps us up for what we did and received over Christmas. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else? We've got something else to talk Have we got something else to talk about? Or are we wrapping this up? I think that's us. That's Game of the Year stuff. <laughs> Tell us that. will do you. That will do you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just mention Game of the Year again? Or what are we actually doing Game of the Year? Uh, well, we really yeah. actually thought much more about it. Yeah, maybe we should just sit on it then now. Well, no, it's like we've we've probably got to end of the month, right? That's when we said. So we've we've got a few games to try out. Uh, we did we did get sent yeah. a copy of uh, Uranus by the Dark Imp that we're going to do an unboxing of. Yes, do do a little unboxing of that, hey. and we will yeah. we will get a couple of games of that and tell you all about that because they've got a Kickstarter coming the first quarter of this year, I believe, for that game. So, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and yeah, we've got another. Um, I think we're like the one that I really want to try is uh, 1565. Mm. Really want to uh, really want to get that to the table. So yeah, uh, and play more of uh, an unexpected party as well. So yeah, um, but yeah, we'll we'll keep we'll keep you guys posted. We'll let you know what's uh, what's what. So uh, and I think on that note, that's uh, that's all we've got time for. So, thanks for listening, guys. And until next time, take care. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Let's do a little queen wave there. You can't see it, guys. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. The jam jar. Audio descriptive. Ben waves his hand (laughs) in little circles with his palm elevated (laughs) and flat. It's great content. (laughs) Great content. I'm <laughs> sorry.